Welcome to the After Party Hangover. I'm your host, Mangria Fueled, and this is a show that talks about a show that talks about a show. Today's returning guest created the SRAP Instagram chat that really was the catalyst that connected all of us and got the ball rolling on ideas to have spinoff podcasts involving the SRAP Hall of Famers and the Steel Real Army. He's a father, a movie lover, Halloween fan, and fellow Mega Pounder with Cheese, please help me welcome back Zank Chris. The crowd. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. How's your day going? It has been. It's good. It's good. Um, The summer kind of just took a whole break. I've been kind of watching wrestling, but I've kind of not been as much. I've kind of just been chilling out on it. I mean, some has been really good and some has been really bad. So I've kind of stopped watching a lot of it, but I'm still checking it all out from here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the worst of the worst lately has to have been Monday Night Raw. But I mean, they're trying. They're trying. But understand it. Well, I have a whole new line of questioning now because I asked you uh, previously a list of questions. I have a new list. But first, let's give your stats. Your first appearance on the After Party Hangover was October 13th, 2019. And I I know you got to remember that technical difficulty nightmare that we had. That was brutal. That was (laughs) It's the worst, man. That was so rough. It was we tried everything, and finally, when we went through Messenger, it worked. But yeah, it was brutal. We kept trying all different ways to talk, but we yeah, got to that. Work. That was when I first started using Anchor, and it. I'm gonna use one of my uh, one of the millennial words. It literally dropped off <laughs> every five seconds. So I tried to I question the question. They're like, "So who's your favorite?" Wrestler? <laughs> Man, I'm so sorry for that. I'm so sorry for that, man. But it happens, man. It's okay. Zoom is way better, and uh, even go to meeting. Yeah, go to meeting works as well. So, anchor. I mean, anchor works now, but uh, let's just stick to this, so we won't have the same shit that happened last time. (laughs) I agree. This works way better. You also were on a Wednesday review show on November seventeenth. But now, welcome to the Zoom sessions. Um, first question, how has this COVID mess affected your life? Because it's, I mean, the last time we talked, all kinds of shit went down. How, how does... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird because now I work from home. Uh, yeah. Most of the time, I'm a probation officer for guys that don't know, actually. I work with kids, and I'm a youth probation officer. And most of my job is usually meeting kids at their houses. But a lot of now, because of the COVID stuff, we have to be real careful. So I do a lot of Zoom meetings. I do a lot of check-ins with families that way. I still mm-hmm. see them face-to-face when I can, um, when everything's safe and healthy. But um, my family's been really cautious about everything, too. My daughter's back in school, which is crazy. Um you know, I didn't think that would actually happen, but they took them back into school and they gave an option, virtual or in person. And we chose to go in person because my wife and I both work. So we work yeah. full-time jobs. She's essential too. So we both work and we can't keep her at home when we have to go in person. Like I don't have to go in person every day, but yeah. I still have to go in person some days. Um, 
it's affected me because I just don't want to do things outside much. I want to be at home, which is really rough because like I like seeing people and being with my friends and stuff like that. And I can't do that much. You know, I can be around the people I kind of trust, but even just doing things like going to church for me is really weird because I attend church and like, I'm real cautious about that and scared because church in person, you know, all it takes is one person getting sick as we've heard so many times and then it just can spread like wildfire. So, you know, no one's been sick, knock on wood, you know, but um, it's affected me in a lot of ways. I just got to be at home a lot and do my best to entertain myself at home (laughs) and wrestling's kind of been there, but kind of not been there either you know it's just weird watching without fans you know like yeah. i've watched some clips on the network and i'm like whoa there are fans there that's crazy you know so <laughs> it's like so long ago since like fans were in attendance and i know the thunderdome's kind of like that but it's kind of yeah. weird too so you know it's been pretty affected i think it's affected everybody i've luckily not had anyone i know that's been sick from covid19 too so i'm very fortunate in that aspect i know a lot of people have family members and people have had family members die you know but i haven't had anything like that i've been very fortunate so i'm blessed in that way but yeah i uh, it's affected everybody you kind of just blew my mind there for a second <laughs> thank chris because um i you don't have to give the town you're in but what state do you live in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Because here in California, I work at an elementary school and they, I mean, according to our piece of shit governor, um, Gavin Newsom, we are still in the, uh, he put a a color system. We're in the purple or some, some bullshit. So there is not a chance in hell for us to get any kids back. And all of the teachers at my school are miserable. They, they they look miserable every day because they, they really don't like the Zoom ma- meetings because, you know, you don't have that connection with your students as you have. And and when they when they are uh, teaching a class, they have their screen and there's like 30 little boxes that they have to keep yeah. looking at, you know, because they'll say, OK, read chapter three or whatever. And then they have to sit there and look at every single square to make sure the kids aren't goofing off when, right. of course, they are goofing off. But they're so frustrated with this. And I mean, they envy Wisconsin. I'm telling you right now, man, because mm-hmm. it's it's been chaotic over here. And and for the the for me, I'm a custodian there. We basically clean the restrooms 50 times a day. I was gonna say you have to clean on. everything all the yeah. time. <laughs> You're yeah. like cleaning everything, sanitizing everything. Um, it's it's weird because I have a friend who's actually an educator too, a teacher, and he says this online schooling stuff. He says about forty percent of students do well in it, and that sixty percent of the other students don't do well. And so that's really scary for a lot of kids because if they're mm-hmm. just turning the screen off or just on their phone or not paying attention it's scary that these kids aren't going to get an education, but that's their yeah. real choice. And it's just sad though. In a lot of ways. It, it's very sad. And um, uh, is your state like, do you, do you guys keep getting more and more cases every day? Cause I watch the news yeah. every morning because I'm an adult now. And mm-hmm. they say yep. like every day we get 30 new cases. Yeah. It's scary, too, because Wisconsin's increasing. (laughs) They are shutting things down. Like, uh, I'm not too far from Madison, Wisconsin, which is a big, you know, capital part of the state. And, like, they shut down the colleges there because the colleges were just 
fuming with you know problems there and so that a lot of kids got sick there and so they shut it down and um i could see that i don't know if my daughter's going to be back in school till christmas i mean i could see them going all virtual again they did that when it broke out everything broke out they shut it down completely back in march and so she yeah. did the remainder of the school year virtual and i could see that possibly happening but my school the that they're trying their best you know like you're saying they they cleaned it every day they clean it all the time um hand sanitizers everywhere but yeah she's lucky that she still can go well the main frustration from my teachers because i talk to them almost every day is that we're a month and a half in already to the new school year and she's still having problems with students even connecting to the zoom meeting because everybody has different connections you know different internet whatever and yep. uh it's just a pain in the ass for them but well, I'm glad yeah, to see yeah. you're doing fine. The, the majority of the SRAP army is doing fine, which is good news. I've not heard That's anything awesome. bad yet, so knock on wood. Um, and now a more deeper question in the wrestling Ooh. world, St. Chris. All right. It's been it all over Twitter a couple months ago. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? It's a loaded Ooh, question. So loaded question, I know. So Matt it's Hardy, so Jeff Hardy, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, suck it. Those both crapped it. They're in the dumpsters where they are. You know, Matt, brutal and all out. Poor Matt Hardy. He's just yeah. trying to become famous again. He nearly kills himself. Yeah. Um, I watched that so many times. I'm just like, the dude looks like he's dead. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it to them. He's still throwing it out there like that. But Jeff yeah. just makes me sick. I love when Sami Zayn's kicking him in the face. That's the best. That's the best part of SmackDown right now. Um, top top four. Undertaker definitely is up there. He okay. is one of my all-time favorites and always has been. Um, I'm going to go back to when I was a kid and I started. I loved, loved, loved ultimate warrior he was awesome um he was one of my tops uh even though he wasn't a great wrestler he just just the persona was amazing him just yeah. coming to the ring and running to the ring and destroying people left and right um the energy God, so was infectious more. yes it was so awesome um i could go on and on and, on and pick more and more and more but now if i get two more um that's challenging that's really really hard because there's so many i like for so many different reasons yeah. I'm going to go with my top indie guy who's become famous, and that is Kevin Owens. Back when he was Kevin mm -hmm. Steen, I saw him in the indies. He's amazing in the indies. He's amazing, actually, in, now in Raw. He's still trying to keep everything together. Um, the fellow Mega so, Pounder. Fellow Mega Pounder. <laughs> there you go. Um, so Kevin Steen's up there because he's just done so well. And... I got to go with someone who's just changed himself so much and become so long lasting. And that's Chris Jericho. I think he's done okay. amazing in AEW. I think he's done amazing with all the different changes he's had through all different yeah. types of personas, gimmicks, everything. I mean, he made like a scarf famous. I mean, that, that's amazing. A list. You know? Yeah. A list. A list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hogan never did that. John yeah. Cena never did that. You know I mean? So I, I just think he's long lasting and he's done so well with AEW and he did so great when he was even in uh, WWE, you know? So yeah. if I had to just pick four, that would be it. But there's so many more I could name. If we had to talk tag teams, I could talk tag teams. I mean, there's so many, but the yeah. Taker, those would be, Warrior, uh, Warriors, Kevin I, Owens, Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's a weird list, but those are my top four right now. Hey, that's a good yeah. list, man. I'm not going to argue with that. 
Another one of my favorite things about Zen Chris, like you said earlier, you said you're at home, so you're trying to preoccupy yourself with stuff. Wrestling does help. But Zen Chris is a huge movie fan, which is what I one of my favorite huge things. Movie about you. Huge movie fan. Huge. So huge, huge, huge. I got a little story, a quick story that I'm gonna go yeah. on a side note. My wife wanted to do a trip so bad. She couldn't stand being in the house. She's like, it was driving her crazy. So she wanted to go to a zoo and she wanted to see all the animals. It's a famous zoo in Ohio. I said, I don't feel comfortable with this. Mm -hmm. I am worried about COVID. If you go, keep our daughter very safe. Yeah. Go and do it. She said, that's fine. We, it's the first trip we never done together. It was just this weekend. It was like two days. It was Labor mm -hmm. Day weekend. I watched nine movies, nine movies that nine weekend. Nine movies. <laughs> nine movies, back to back to back to back to back. Well, hang on, hang on. This is this actually plays into the next question because the next yeah. question is what's the last movie you watched? And you watched nine. Oh, I watched a whole <laughs> bunch of them. I watched so many. What were I they? I watched so many. Uh, I watched uh, original creep shows. I watched those back in the day, which are old school horror movies. I watched a lot of horror ones is what I watched. Um, some really sick and twisted horror movies. The color out of space is just weird. It's, it's got uh, Nicolas Cage in it. Check it out. Huh. It's fucked up. Um, yeah. Then I watched The Void, also really fucked up. Those are my two recommended, like, if you want to see a good scary movie, check yeah. out one of those two. They're both extremely, extremely fucked up. But yeah, those would be the top two that I watched that weekend. Yeah, I just watched a whole fucking shitload of movies. It was like one after another after another. I just bought junk food and fucking watched movies that weekend. <laughs> it was fun. Hey, that's a hell of a weekend. Two. Void. Yeah, The Void and The Color Out of Space would be my next two well, recommendations. Well, for plus, people. I mean, we're getting into the season. Tis the season to get scary. Yes, it is. Yes, did they, it is. Did they try to cancel seasons. Halloween in so, your yeah, town, So, yeah, actually, too? we're going to decorate Halloween decorations today. Oh, okay. They haven't done it yet, but if they do, I'm going to raise hell. <laughs> like Stone Cold. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope they have it for kids. It's hard, because what do you do? Yeah. You know, you, you just – you can't have kids wearing gloves. I mean, you could have – masks if they go out but but i have to what if they wear a mask you know frankenstein mask kids would be safe i don't know they haven't canceled yet well my argument is halloween is about kids wearing masks already so it's like come on man you can't and i don't even care if they say halloween is canceled you're not going to stop the kids i guarantee you if they say halloween's canceled on october 31st when the sun goes down you're going to hear all over the place. There's no way you cannot stop it. All over the place. How is it by you? I've been wondering, like, because the I see we we'll talked about the news. We see the fires. Like, are you anywhere near any of that stuff, or is it like funny? You should say uh, we actually got sent. Well, they my boss called me last Tuesday and said, "Hey, the air quality is too bad. You can't come to work today." And I was like, "Wow, that's a first, first time yeah. ever." But it's been ugly, dude. Every day the sky is orange and it smells. It's raining ash like Silent Hill over here. My car is covered in up. it. It's it's that's bad. Up, man. The air quality. That's so is, fucked up. Now I want to wear the mask because of the air quality. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can understand that. It makes sense. Yeah, it's it's been brutal. I mean, we're not as bad as some uh, counties out here, but our county was shut down for one day because of that. Uh, the air quality and the fires are only 
20% contained. So we still have a ways to go. Um, I'm, I'm hoping every day that it gets better. The, we saw blue sky yesterday and the whole town celebrated. We finally got to see a portion of the sky. But I, I mean, my imagine, voice is, is being affected by all this shit. Like it's, it's getting cracky because my air conditioning is on 24 seven and it sucks all the outside air in, you know, and, and yeah. it kind of felt it comes into this place. So my voice is scratchy. Our allergies have been out of control. Plus we have cats that makes our allergies go out of control too. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. It, it, it sucks. It's a bizarre time in California, but you know what? We're just crossing our fingers for that stimulus check. Come on, baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on, baby. Give us the money. <laughs> I need to spend it on some dumb shit. <laughs> um, you know what movie still haunts me to this day? Which one? John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, that's a good one. I love watching that in the winter, like when it's super cold out and like it's yeah. a snowy, crappy day. Yeah, that movie is fucked up. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> but it is just, so good. It's because they use like animatronic puppets. I mean, like like mm-hmm. actual things. So you don't have to look at nothing when you're an actor, like CGI shit. They used actual puppet Real things shit. that yep. looks freaky as shit, dude. That I mean, that movie still freaks me out. But I, I don't know if I'm going to get some shit from you. But the scariest movie of all time that made it hard for me to sleep for a month, hold your laughter, was the first paranormal activity. (laughs) I actually liked those in the beginning. I did. I thought they were like, they were so different. And it was like, that was like hidden footage. And it was like, kind of like that Blair Witch time, you know, in horror movies where it was like, it was... They were cool. Like, they were neat. They were different. And it was like, this shit is creepy. It makes you not want to go to bed. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you might get your blanket pulled off from me or something, you know? So I don't knock you on that one. I like them. I think they're on my shelf, actually. A couple of them. On Facebook. I don't have them all, but because there's like seven or eight of them. Yeah, they, they started getting yeah. ridiculous after like three and four. But yeah. um, the the I posted on Facebook. Uh, I stole it from Twitter, but... It was a post, a screenshot from a movie that messed you up forever. And my screenshot was the final shot of the the woman picking up the camera. And yeah. it zoomed in on her freaky looking face. I was like, oh, my God. Like, the hair stood up on the back of my neck. And, like, I got chills just thinking about it. It, was, it, was, it freaked me out. How about you? Is there something that yeah. truly freaked you um, out? You know, I'll go back and you can laugh at this one too, but this was when I was a little kid, like, and I got it on my shelf and like, I'm not ashamed to say it, but like, there was this movie and it was called The Gate. And it I was, was just so thinking that. cheesy <laughs> about it. It's so cheesy by now yeah. standards, but it's so old. And I was like, I was a little kid when I watched it. I'm like, holy crap, if I had a hole in my backyard and like little demons could come out of it and like they could attack me. I was freaked out as a kid because like I watched it, like my parents put it on or my dad would always let me rent anything I wanted when I went to the horror, to the movie store back when we had video stores. Way back in the day. And so, uh, (laughs) yeah, rented that on VHS way back in the day. And so, yeah, I went and rented that one and it, fucked me up yeah that was a scary movie for you know teenage years or a kid i watched it i'd probably laugh but i watched it when i was a kid and i vaguely remember like little devil creatures coming out of a hole Mm -hmm. 
That's what it was, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, what about, do you remember House? Yep. And um, yep. There's, there's a lot of classic horror movies that freak hey. me out as well. Like the Evil Deads. Remember the original Evil Deads? Those were kind of freaky. Yep. They were awesome. They yeah. were very awesome. Hey, Mangria, can we pause for one second? Yeah. Can we pause for one all right, let me I, my internet keeps saying it's unstable. Okay, we're cool. cool. Alrighty, well, let's move on to the hypothetical question of the week on the After Party Hangover. Zank Chris, what Disney movie deserves a sequel and why? You can even you can even choose the ones that have sequels already that you want to see more of. But what Disney movie do you think deserves a sequel and not a live action PC? sequel but just something that was your favorite that you want to know or see more of that is super easy and i actually heard it's gonna have a remake already is there was a shitty movie called haunted mansion and it had eddie murphy in it oh, yeah and haunted mansion is one of my favorite places to go in disney uh-huh. every time i go i go on that ride like 50 times uh-huh. so yeah haunted mansion easily nice redo it revamp it make it like the ride you know there's 999 ghosts in the house make it like it's supposed to be yeah the haunted mansion's the bomb they have one in california too in disneyland so yeah i've been we've been to that the the haunted mansion we'd walk in and it's like this weird room or something and the walls start moving or something (laughs) and it freaks you out and yeah Yeah. it it was pretty fun Oh yes, easily. Haunted Mansion, remake it, redo it. I heard they are, but who knows with movies nowadays? Everything's all fucked up with movies. They'll probably make it some white chick or some like Asian <laughs> chick or something. It's the star. It's gonna it'd be. Oh like, no! Don't butcher oh, it. I love that. I love that ride. So. Well, you, you saw what they did to Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, this week's After Party Hangover poll might be the easiest one ever. I can already see the writing on the wall. If you had the power to erase any wrestler from history, who would it be? There's so many bad This is a layup for you, Zane Chris. You know. Oh, Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Jeff Hardy. It took me a second. There you go. I was like, wait a second. I'm like, who do I not want to be mean to is what I thought. And I'm like, no, (laughs) Jeff Hardy, get him out of here. Delete. (laughs) Delete him. Get him out of here. Well, for me. Matt, you could stay. Jeff, get out of here. (laughs) For me, it's pretty obvious to the listeners, the Mighty 20, know that I hate Marco Stunt. So please oh, yeah. delete that little skid mark from wrestling <laughs> history, please. He isn't but, doing anything. He's just walking around the ring with a broken leg. Yeah, yeah. That's all he's doing. He's a big waste, too. So He is the biggest waste of space I've ever seen. I used to feel sorry for him when he would get destroyed by Murderhawk or something. But then I started liking him. Like, yeah, punch him, punch him. <laughs> but I, I love this... the Murderhawk now. I love him. He's doing amazing things with uh, Jake the Snake. I think he's a good I don't think he'll win a championship anytime soon, but I do love watching him work and stuff like that. I think they need to mix things up, and I hope Murderhawk wins. Because if not, I mean, Mox, Moxley's a good champ and all, but come on, man. You got to shake things up a little bit. Moxley's destroying everybody that they've been pushing. It's like the, the, his momentum was derailed when he lost to Cody, yeah. uh, the Murderhawk. It was, and then he just, what, started beating up luchadors underneath the overpass? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I digress. Uh, I, I put this question out to the, the Steel Roll Army. 
I won't reveal their identities, but I will tell you what they said. Um, I'm looking at this for the first time. So um, we have Lana, Tony Nice. Okay. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Wow. Uh, Marco Stunt, thank God. God bless you, gentlemen. Okay, Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> oh, God. That guy had a um, bad rap. Oh, Vince McMahon as a wrestler. Okay, that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sammy Guava Juice. Wow. Wow. That's a hot take. I hate oh, his my hairstyle, God. but he's a decent wrestler. Somebody said John Cena. That's another wow. hot take. <laughs> Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> He's the guy who had to wear the costume. Yeah. It looked so weird. They like spray painted abs on his costume because he was just a big tall freak. And they had to spray paint pubes all over his crotch. <laughs> yeah, just, they did. Whoa, this one's another controversial one. Hulk Hogan. Could you imagine Ooh. if Hulk Hogan never existed? No, that would be weird because back in the 80s, they needed somebody to be like that yeah. face that carried the company. And he was the guy. He was the guy who brought young kids into wrestling and made parents go take their kids. I mean, there needed to be that guy who was the super good guy. You know what I mean? Like the super great good guy. Yeah, and, and he, he was, was like the, he was the bridge that brought in, uh, you know, mainstream media to professional wrestling and boosted it to the popularity that it is today he's one of the pioneers that did that so i mean i don't know how things would have turned out if it wasn't him because what you think macho man would have had that much of an impact Mm -mm. i mean jim duggan yeah i mean jim duggan (laughs) wouldn't have done it he just yell ho and use his two by four i mean there's not many good faces back then mainstream would have just thought he was a special needs guy or something (laughs) uh goldberg Ooh, that that's kind of controversial. Too. I mean, Goldberg, he did his thing to help WCW. It'd be yeah. it'd be interesting to see if he didn't exist. Yeah. And oh, some that's whoa, two votes for Hogan. Two votes. Wow, that's two people I never would have thought would say that. <laughs> okay. God, that would be such a weird twist wow. on wrestling if they were never out. You know, like who would have been fitting in this? place if Hogan was not there. Oh, there was boy. nobody really that big. Ma- like th- we said, Macho Man maybe, but... Yeah. Do you think that if Hogan didn't exist and we kept going through a, you know, uh, um, they kept WWF on the down low, WrestleMania 3, no slamming Andre the Giant, so that would have been under the Who radar. would have been in WrestleMania 1 with Mr. T, Mr. you know, T Mr. T. And yeah. Roddy Piper. Right, who would have been opposite Roddy Piper? I mean, there were a lot of big heels back then, but there were not a lot of faces. You know what I was thinking is if Hogan never existed, what if WWF and mainstream didn't collide until the Ultimate Warrior showed up around WrestleMania six? That would be really strange how much different things could have been. Yeah. You know? He would be the he would be the Hulk Hogan of, of the, the era and immortalize and hopefully didn't die of a heart attack on uh, fucking the parking lot of Monday night. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. that's, that, that was interesting. Weird. Yeah, it was. That's definitely different. righty. Well, let's get into it. Let's break down NXT this past Wednesday. All right. I'm in. Um, 
That's what I've been watching. I've been staying with it. AEW and NXT, I've been watching every week. Um, You know, I like AEW a little more, but I have been watching NXT too. I watch them both. They're both DVR'd, and then I check them both out. Well, you know what's funny is I told the tripod guys, I was like, we ha- we're privileged because we get to break down the fun shows. We get to break <laughs> down NXT and AEW, whereas Jake and yeah. Zanka have to do yep. Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> yuck. Yuck, so yuck, yuck. We, 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 yeah, we got lucky. Uh, getting this assignment handed to me is uh, I welcome it with open arms. We kick off with Shotzi and her Tonka tank to the ring. We get Shotzi Blackheart versus Io Shirai. Um, did, was this a title match? I don't non-title. Think it, non-title. Non-title. Okay. Great back and forth in the beginning. EO did not get much from the moonsault. She did the Shotzi on the outside. Shotzi caught her with one arm, basically. But, you know, bless her heart for trying. EO locked in the camel clutch during the commercial with the picture-in-picture. EO locks in crossface. Shotzi's hanging in there, but she's getting these submissions left and right. This is the best match I've seen Shotzi Blackheart. This was her coming out party in my my eyes here. Uh, Shotzi locks in a very unique arm-stretching submission on the mat, sort of if the unprettier was a submission. Uh, EO then reverses that into a pin. EO hurts, hits German suplex to Shotzi on apron, which looked painful. Yes. It's the hardest part of the ring. Thanks a lot. We already knew that. <laughs> EO, Every time. EO with the over the moonsault, all knees to Shotzi's chest, pin for the win. Uh, Zank Chris, what did you think of this opening uh, matchup to kick off NXT? It was awesome. It yeah. was every part of it. And I had problems with Chatsy Blackheart in the beginning. I thought, okay, she's just some punk girl. And she had a couple of matches where she had some pretty bad botches. And I was just like, this girl's not so good. And she rides a tank, big deal. But she's kind of gotten better, I think. And I, yeah. this was a match that I watched real closely. And I was like, she put on a hell of a match. And she should be in line for contendership if she gets a chance again. Um, it's going to be weird because they're going to have that big battle royal coming up next week. They were talking about that later in the show. Um, I don't think she'll win that battle royal, no. but I think she'll be in a contender sometime maybe next year. I think she could yeah. be a contender for the championship, but she did a hell of a match. I thought she did a really good job. Io Shirai, she's always solid, except she kind of flubbed that moonsault, like you said. But she is a good, good wrestler, and I yeah. like watching her matches a lot. I like watching her matches with Rhea and – She's just she's a solid all around. And so, like you said, it was a hell of a match. A lot of cool submissions, too, which I thought was yes. crazy. Yep. Um, Good stuff. Shotzi's performance, Shotzi's selling. This is a perfect example of you take this developmental uh, talent. They kind of suck in the beginning. They're paying their dues. You, you know, they, Like you said, they do botches. But this match right here proved without a shadow of a doubt she is the future of the NXT women's division. And I'm excited to see what's next for Shotzi. But you can't take out my girl, EO. She's going to win. She's going to retain that title. You ain't taking out my sexy little Asian bunny. Uh, they She's smash awesome. cut to Wade and Vic Joseph. They're actually there in person. No masks. Um, after the commercial break, we get Desmond Troy versus Tommaso Ciampa. Very quick match. Ciampa nails the yes. slingshot underneath the turnbuckle. Willow's Bell draping DDT for the win. But I think this the, the point of this whole segment was so Jake Atlas 
Mr. Bingo Jacket himself can come out <laughs> and challenge Tommaso Ciampa for next week as Tommaso Ciampa smiles. They go to another commercial break. Uh, do you give a Do you give a shit about Jake Atlas? No, <laughs> I don't know. But I'll give it to him. Like he came out with a decent promo. Like yeah. I ain't gonna be the one not sitting at the table. I gotta eat at the big person table too. You know, he wants a shot, and I'll give it to him for that. Like he is pretty plain because yep. he hasn't shown me much. But this is the biggest he's kind of showed. Like some big fight, kind of. I want to get into this, you know. So uh, I'm hoping they put on a hell of a match. We know Tommaso can put on a hell of a match. Yep. I just don't know if Jake can go so far. And I hate that bingo jacket he fucking wears. It looks so <laughs> fucking stupid in yes. it. It's like get yes. rid of the jacket, man. Get more serious. Um, yep. But yeah, I was kind of impressed that uh, they're doing something with Tommaso that's not main event level because Tommaso's yeah. been at main event level for a long time. Yep. And he's fought Gargano a hundred times, you know, and they're great. I'm not saying they're bad. It's just something where he's mid card is kind of interesting to see, you know, so I'm hoping to see how that goes. And I hope it turns out to be a hell of a match, which I think Tommaso can pull it out of Jake. I think they both could do it. Well, I mean, Jake, Jake had impressive matches with the cruiserweights, but when he goes up against Tommaso Ciampa, he gets murdered every time. So hopefully next week is a performance like Shotzi's this week where we get something more, maybe in a more aggressive side out of Jake Atlas, because if that motherfucker comes out in that bingo jacket, I'm going off on the next week's hangover, man. <laughs> After this, uh, Drake Maverick was interviewed outside. Do you have Killian's phone number? He's trying to uh, establish some kind of relationship with Killian to, so they could be a tag team for their matchup later. Uh, Finn Balor promo video. He says, look both ways before you cross the prince. Finn Balor is so, just money, dude. He's got the title now. That dude is the Perfect. king of the world. It's it's incredible. Perfect. I think they would have went a different direction had Carrie um, uh, and Cross not had been injured. I, I was seeing Finn Balor go for the North American Championship because he said that was a title he never had. But I mean, things are just going to get better and better and better every week because Finn Balor he, he knows how to bring it. He's money. I can't wait to see who he faces next. Uh, what did you think of, of this incredible promo? I love Finn Balor's champion there. I do. I, when he has to turn it on, he can. He could definitely turn it on. When he was on the big shows, he would just kind of go through the motions a couple times, I think. But, like, NXT is where it's at with him. I think he's a perfect fit for it. And I do think he can pull a hell of a match out of anybody. He's one of those people like AJ or anybody else who could just pull a hell of a match out of nowhere. Um so, yeah, I am excited to see who they're going to put him up against next. I don't yeah. know who that would be. I hope they don't go the route of, like, putting Adam Cole in that position again. I think Adam Cole's in a weird position because I don't know where he goes for now. I don't know if he yeah. goes up to main event because if he goes up to, to Raw or SmackDown, then what happens to Undisputed Era? Um, but, yeah, I don't know who he's going to fight. It is a total change and shift they had to do because Karrion Cross yeah. got injured real bad and uh, – they need basically I, – I don't know if they want him to be a heel, though, with Finn. I can't tell, you know, because he gets cheered all the time. He's more so, of a tweener. Definitely. I think a tweener. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, so I don't know who they'll have him fight. As far as the Undisputed Era goes, uh, me and the Tripod fellas were flirting with the idea that Cole gets betrayed by the Undisputed Era, and there's a new leader of the Undisputed Era, which sends Cole to Raw or SmackDown – Undisputed Era stays in NXT with a new leader. 
It that could, would be interesting. Yeah, it would be something that could be new interesting. Yeah, that'd be Just cool. Keep that Undisputed Era stable in NXT. Make it like an NXT exclusive or something. Yeah, I agree with that. That would be awesome. Well, up next, we get an Austin Theory open challenge match where Kushida answers. This is the most aggressive I've seen Kushida. He basically destroys Theory's right arm. He wins with the hoverboard lock. Very aggressive. I actually like this match. I'm not really a fan of Kushida, but this made me a fan seeing a more aggressive, vicious Kushida. What are your thoughts on Austin Theory versus Kushida? Couldn't care less. Uh, this was the <laughs> least favorite match of the whole time. I oh, hate wow. Austin Theory. I think he's, I think he's a loser. I don't like him. I don't. I just because he's got a good body and he was a bodybuilder doesn't mean he's a good wrestler. I, mm. I think he's got a pretty shitty character with the all day. Um, and yeah. Kushida, he hasn't impressed me at all. Uh, he's a good submission guy, but like. Yeah. I don't care for him. Like he doesn't got a gimmick that keeps me interested. His uh, rivalries have been okay. I mean, they haven't been anything spectacular. I don't remember any match that I can point out and say, God, Kushida was a fucking hell of a match. Five stars or whatever, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just like, he seems like he's a middle of the road kind of guy, lower mid card guy. I mean, I know some people like him and he did put on a decent match with the submissions. Like I'm saying, it wasn't a bad match, but yeah. I just wasn't, fully entertained as I was with like, capture your full interest. Yeah. The Shotzi <laughs> match or the last match of the night, those were both way better, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it was a good spot right on the card for it, but it was a time filler for me pretty much. What it all it did really was set up that Kushida is going to be a contender because they put him up against Cameron Grimes next week. So I guess well I'll, Cameron I'm, Grabs. I, I'm to getting the ahead of myself. Cameron Grabs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself here, but up next, Candace and Johnny, uh, a video from their house. They were bitching about Tegan Knox. Uh, they were happy about the battle royal next week to determine a number one contender. But all Johnny wants is a new TV. That was yeah. a, a pretty funny segment there. I like I, I like the segment. segment last week made me pissed off for the TV. I was like, not the fucking TV. <laughs> That's all I cared about. Yeah. I was like, damn, that TV was nice. And, yeah, they broke his fucking TV. But, uh, yeah, hopefully they got a new one. But, um, yeah, I don't know. These weird segments with them that are pre-taped are kind of – they're cool. They're different. Where they did the one talking dinner where they where, like they shifted character like that. That was yeah. kind of cool. Um, but different. So I don't know where they're going with Gargano. And uh, it seems like they're definitely setting up uh, Tegan Knox. Um Candice LeRae feud. I think that'll be cool. I think the two of them can go, you know, so we'll see. But it's like they, they are playing it up well. Like they were really good friends and everything yeah. like that. And they're trying to be friends again, but it's not working out. And So the character works pretty good there, I think. And the match will be pretty solid. So when Johnny Gargano and, and Candice LeRae are involved with a story, they are expert storytellers. So they're going to make any match that they're in good. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Well, personally, as a mega pounder, I was offended that they wasted spaghetti last week. I, <laughs> yeah. was, like, I was like, oh, my was word. <laughs> spaghetti. Was it good? They just poured it over somebody. Damn it. What a waste. <laughs> it was perfect with his white shirt. It was all over him. Yeah. And stuff. I was like, oh, no. The TV made me sad, though. I was like, no. <laughs> After the commercial break, the fashion police come out in their new Titantron. I think it was new music. The Fashion Police, the NXT Tag Team Champions, take on Imperium, who rush out and attack the Fashion Police. They didn't even give a shit about their entrance. 
Uh, Fandango kept away from Breeze most of the match. Fandango was getting his ass kicked, but Breeze finally does get in. He was on fire, man, in that in that match. But of course, Imperium does get the upper hand. Imperium and the tag champs have a hell of a match. Uh, I love that move from Imperium where they toss. He tosses the dude, and then it, he hits a vertical suplex. I yeah. like that. Uh, with Fandango's Fandango's help, Breeze rolls up Eichner for the win. Zank Chris, do you love the Fashion Police, or do you think they're a joke? I love the whole match. This was my match of the night. This oh, wow. was the match of the night, I felt. Um, I think NXT had to come out with something for a tag team to, like, rival. Everybody in AEW talks about, oh, their tag team division is so deep and it's so great. And it is. I'm not saying it's not. Um, but NXT needs to do something. Their, their tag team's forgettable. It's like yeah. they don't have a deep tag team <clears throat> roster in NXT. And I was looking forward to this match just because I wanted to see what Brazango could do with the title. And then I wanted to see what Imperium was going to do when they lost it and they got their rematch here. And it was a hell of a match. Like yeah. uh, Imperium kept them over on, like you said, on their side of the ring most of the time. And they were beating them down, just old school stomping them and punching yeah. them and beating them down. And then it was like the hot tags were good and all the match. I think every one of them were on fire that night. I always get worried about Brizango, uh, um, Fandango getting injured again. You yeah. know, I mean, I always worried about him because he's, he's injury prone. And when he leaps oh, yeah. off that top rope, I always worry. But um, hell of a match. I thought it was the match. And I was like, I was intently watching. I was like, this could go either way. I thought, I thought that Imperium could grab it back from them. But no, they gave Brizango the win. And I was happy with that. So that was cool. We need to wrap Fandango in bubble wrap so he'll be safe after every match because we do not need him to get injured again. <laughs> I know. He's so injury prone. He's yeah. so injury prone. But, yeah, I love this match, and I hope that there are some more tag teams they can put together to get going yeah. to contend against them, more heel ones. I know they had those two big, like, Indian guys. I don't know whatever happened to them. In this, sure. They kind of fucked yeah. themselves because they spoiled the end of the match. <sighs> Of Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. He posted it online, got in trouble. That's the dumbest thing they could have done. And now we haven't seen them. We haven't seen them. So, and the tag team division is suffering because what? We got Undisputed Era, Fandango, Imperium. That's it. <laughs> that's all. To name some more. I mean, they, they they're going to make Killian Dane and and uh, oh, yeah, the other that's guy. Right. That's right. They're going to make right. him a tag team. I mean, that's it. I mean, but there's such a lack of tag teams over yeah. there. I really do think it's pretty low and not so good, you know. But yeah. we always know that WWE doesn't look at tag teams very seriously. So. Yep. Well, after this, Casey Cannizzaro or Marcy Stunt, as I like to call her, <laughs> and Caden Carter take on Zaylee. And Jesse Kumail in a match I can guarantee you is not on Hulu. Uh, nope. I mean, there was great chemistry by Casey and Caden. Uh, pump kick, crucifix bomb, roll up for the win. That was a double team move that um, Casey and Caden did. Uh, they tried to fist pump Zia Lee after the match because they did win. She walks yeah. away. No one gives a shit about this. This was right. a time killer. Do you have yep. any thoughts about this? Uh, it sucked. <laughs> it was just boring. <laughs> I mean, again, it was like the other match, you know, I mean, it was just like, it's, it's just, the only thing that I took from it. And I'll tell you this is I do think eventually, and I don't think it's far off. They're going to break up Casey Kenzaro and the other Carter girl soon. Carter, I yeah. think they're going to make Carter a heel. 
I saw something in her where she was like looking at her funny during the match, like like you did something wrong or something. And yeah. I just think like they're gonna make her a heel and like a nasty heel, and she's gonna turn on Casey because they're like best buds and they're super friends. And I just think she's gonna beat her down one time. And they have to do something her. interesting because I guarantee you we're not the only two people who did not give a shit about this match. <laughs> well, they had Zia Lee, Lee, like not fist bumping, like, oh, who cares a shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. She got hair extensions, though. Ooh. Yeah. Zia Lee got hair extensions. That's one pet peeve I got to lay out there. I hate in WWE that the women have to have super long hair. I don't yeah. know why, but watch any woman's match. Every woman has hair down to like their butts. The yeah. only one who doesn't is Mandy Rose because they just cut it real short. But there's yeah. no women who have short hair. None. Not one. So that, is that why Serena Deeb got fired? She shaved her head and they're like, you're yeah, out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's like they just, they have some rule. If you're a woman wrestler, WWE, your hair has got to be down to your butt. You know, it just has to happen. Yeah. So. Well, after this, uh, we get what we talked about earlier, Undisputed Era versus Drake, Maverick, and nobody at first because it was two on one. Uh, Drake was getting his ass handed to him. Uh, Killian Dane was just watching from backstage laughing. Uh, Regal eventually approaches Dane. He's like, you're going to let that happen? I can't do the accent. Uh, Dane finally goes out, helps Drake. Undisputed Era DQ'd for using chairs. Uh, Dane and Drake clear the ring. Drake was all excited. Uh, Dane then punches Drake. I guess that's going to be their gimmick from now on. Uh, What did you think about this? And the birth of a new tag team. I don't even know what they'd call them. Killian Drake or Drake Dane. I don't know what they'd call them. Well, they're foreigners, so you know Vince McMahon's <laughs> going to come up with some fuck shit to call them. Um, uh, it was definitely one of those matches that I felt was like setting up the, the coming up with it. I do think they will be a tag team, and they're going to do this gimmick where they hate each other, and they're just going to fight. And um, But, you know, I think it's kind of cool because it's a powerhouse with a little guy who can go um, – I think Drake wrestled pretty solid. I was pretty impressed because we don't really see him wrestle too much. I mean, he's wrestled more through that cruiserweight tournament that they had, but, uh, you know, which got him his actual contract, which was cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's like ever since he got that, he didn't have much to do, and so now they want to put him in this tag team. I don't ever see him going up against Rizango, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to go for them. Could be funny. Or it could just turn into a feud where Killian Dean fights Drake a while for – yeah, beats him down. I don't know, but it was well, my top favorite of the night. But it was okay. Drake, I like Undisputed Era. I kept yeah. thinking worse, Kyle O'Reilly. I kept thinking that, you know, because it's weird seeing Bobby Fish with Roderick Strong. You know, well, Kyle O'Reilly is going to come up later in a very strange segment. I but... know. I I was that made me scratch my head too. We'll yeah. talk about that. But I mean, yeah, I guess uh, Drake should wear a mouthpiece from now on or like headgear or something because he's going to get punched in the face after <laughs> every time. time he talks to Kelly and Dane. <laughs> um, That'd be a funny gimmick. They give him like full headgear and like a mouth guard and like protective elbow pads so he can't get beat up by Kelly and Dane. And a cup. Why not? <laughs> Throw a cup, a cup there on you go. <laughs> fucking jockstring or something. Um, uh, coincidentally enough, this is what happens next. Uh, Jake Bingo Jacket Atlas was interviewed outside, gets jumped by Tommaso Ciampa and Kyle O'Reilly for the save. That, that was, was such some a... weird shit. And then two like other random people I didn't recognize. It's like, what? Yeah. Is yeah. Kyle turning face? Like, well, what's going on here? 
That would be weird. That would be so strange. That would be yeah. like, why? <laughs> it made me say why a lot. I was like, why did he come to Jake Atlas's side? I mean, it didn't make any sense unless they want to make a Kyle O'Reilly, Tomasa Champa feud, but but that doesn't even make sense either. You know, like Undisputed Era always looked at his heels and like. Yeah. Right now, they got Ciampa as a heel, so heel versus heel doesn't make sense to me in that, but maybe they'll well, try and turn one face, and I don't see I don't Kyle O'Reilly's uh, face. Kyle O'Reilly wants to recruit Jake Atlas for Undisputed Era, <laughs> mm. or, or like you said, Kyle O'Reilly, like, by some miracle, becomes face. I do want to see Tommaso and Kyle O'Reilly go one-on-one, but the story so far is very confusing if that's yep. their goal. Right. I agree with you 100%. I I wanted to talk about that for sure. I was like, I wonder what he's going to say. Because when I was watching, I was like, why did they do that? (laughs) It was like, I did a double take. I did a double take. I was like, Kyle (laughs) (laughs) O'Reilly. Exactly. Exactly. Well, after this, we get the huge announcement. The gauntlet eliminator match. Five men fight for the number one contendership for the NXT title next week, along with a women's battle royal also for the number one contender for the women's title. Zank Chris predict it right now. Who's winning that five man uh, eliminator without even knowing the participants pick someone. That was confusing. And I'm glad you said five because they had all the rules up and it was like, okay, but then they showed like almost a dozen guys or half a dozen guys. And I was like, who are they going to do to do the, be the contender? <sighs> who would I'm you like call to it. see? Take I'm going to call it, and it's going to be a real weird one, but I think it's a good fit against Balor. Velveteen Dream. That's what oh, I'm calling That's right. That's a good one. I think he could sneak under the radar in those matches and get to like to be the third spot in the gauntlet match maybe and then beat the two other guys and win it. But, of course, Balor wins, um, right? I would like to see Velveteen Dream versus Finn Balor. I think that could be cool. Yes, yeah. of course, because not <laughs> Velveteen Dream showing his penis around to other people and hitting on young teenage girls like he's been doing in boys. Well, so, we did yeah. mention Shotzi and her great effort and that she's in this women's battle royal, but I seriously doubt, just like you, that she would win. So who else would be a good fit to take on EO? I don't know in there. Um, I don't want to see Rhea. I, I really don't. I don't want to see, like, Dakota Kai. I don't want to see – I don't know. I don't know who's going to win that one because um, I know they're going to toss out, like, Raquel, that girl, the big girl. Yeah. I'd like to see Candice LeRae maybe. That would That's be cool. That's the first name that popped into my head. I know like she's involved with the Tegan Knox story. Right. That's what but, I was thinking too. But I, I would love to see Candice versus EO. What if they yeah. even make it a triple threat? What if they throw Tegan, EO, Candice – that would be entertaining as hell. Yeah, Unfair to EO, but it'd still be entertaining as hell. Yeah, that would be a hell of a match. And book it. Basically, book that's it. what I want to see. It's done. It's booked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have come to the main event for the North American Championship. It's Damian Priest. Will his name live forever? Versus Thatch as Thatch can captain. Timothy Gravel Mouth Thatcher. Call it fucked up teeth, Thatcher. Fucked up teeth, man. Those teeth are jacked. Um, man. Extremely physical matchup. Uh, yes. Typical Thatcher style. Uh, Damien wearing some gay white mesh pants. I was very confused. 
Me too. Uh, Thatcher had Damien in an arm submission on the mat. And I noticed, little tiny detail, but I noticed that Thatcher covered Damien's nose and mouth a la Kane's suffocation hold that he used to do uh, back in the day. That uh, it should be illegal, but damn, does that look – it actually looks scary when they do that. They cover – so not only was he having him in an arm submission – hurting his arm, but then he prevented him from breathing. I thought that was pretty damn creative. Uh, Damien fires back with the hellacious, hellacious lariat. Thatcher's submission game was strong. Damien strikes on point after a trouble in paradise, a top rope spinning heel kick, then the reckoning. Damien Priest retains Zank. Chris, tell me what you think of the main event. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, like you said, Damian Priest looked really weird in those white pants. But, um, yeah, Thatcher, I like him a lot. He's got fucked up teeth, but he can do a hell of a match with those submissions. The thing is, he sells the submissions, too. Like you said, he covered up the face. He pops his eyeballs out real fucking creepy yep. like Edge does. You know, like he can go. And I like him a lot as a wrestler. Um He's just old school. I'm going to fucking break your arm kind of a wrestler, you know? Um, You know, it's kind of weird seeing a wrestling style like that, but I do like it. I like it. I don't think he goes up good against major big, big guys. Like I couldn't see him go up against like a, a big show type character, but, uh, but against Damien Priest, it was a hell of a match. Like the two of them had to carry it. And I think they both had to bring it to show something. And, uh, they did. I thought it was a hell of a match. You know, I thought it was really cool. I didn't see Thatcher winning, but I did like the match all around. I thought it was a good showing for both of them. I don't know where Thatcher goes from here. I like his little gimmick where he's teaching people about breaking arms and not leaving the, not leaving the ground and everything like that. Yeah. But, uh, but it was cool. It was definitely a solid match. Priest came too. His strikes, like you said, were on point. You know, he's a big man who can go too. He can fly around, which he's not a small little guy like Drake Maverick. He's big. He's a big yeah, guy. So very tall. Mm-hmm. You know, I always worry about that move that Priest does, where he's running towards the ropes and he jumps on the middle rope and flips over. Yeah, because you, ne- you see his head almost hit the apron every fucking every- time. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I, like, I, I always think he's yeah. gonna fuck himself up, but he doesn't. Yeah. And you know, like he's doing a decent showing in NXT, and so I'm glad he's got the title. And um, yeah, I'd like to see where he goes from here, too, and who he goes up against next. But it was a hell of a match, and I think it was good to end the show like that. I was excited to see it was going to end the show. Um, so good showing from both of them. I think Thatcher's awesome. I like Priest. I'm not going to go out and buy either their shirts or anything like that. But, but um, yeah, I'd like to see Thatcher in Imperium, but I don't know if that will ever happen because I don't see Walter coming back to NXT anytime soon. But yeah. But all around, I thought it was a hell of a main event. Well, a couple of final thoughts from me. Damien Priest broke the white, the color white curse. Because if you notice, Rhea Ripley wore white at WrestleMania. Lost. Yes. A lot of people, when they change their gear for just that one night and wear white, (laughs) they lose. Yes. Damien broke the curse. Uh, As far as Timothy Thatcher goes, like you said, just his look. If you saw that dude walk into a bar looking like that, missing teeth, he always looks pissed. His facials are always on point during every match. 
And uh, like you said, he look he's an old school wrestler. He looks the part. He acts yeah. the part. His trunks say Thatcher, but the letters Thatcher. are all like jumbled. It looks like it looks like the the seamstress was like, "We got two minutes. Hold on, hold on, hold on." <laughs> and his boots, he wears like these old crappy black boots. That's all he wears. That's all he wears. Yeah, he just looks like an old school wrestler. And yeah, I like him. I like his submissions. I like how he's just fucking people up. You know, so. Yeah. I like him. I can't wait to see what the future holds for Timothy Thatcher, but Damian Priest is on a roll. What will happen next week? We shall see. But Zank Chris, thank you very much for spending your time here on The Hangover, returning and talking to us again. Is there yes. anything you'd like to plug? No, just fucking have Halloween scary movies. Enjoy your time the best you can. Everybody stay safe and everybody stay COVID free. Zank That's Chris it. recommends The Void. Go yeah. watch that immediately at night. Fucking scary. Yeah, Make sure at you night have time, your snacks. for sure. Yeah. Midnight movie. It's an awesome one. Alrighty, man. Well, thank you again for, for spending your time with us. And as far as uh, me, as far as I'm concerned, we have this episode will be up by the end of the day. We have a tripod beer runs that will be up. And then tomorrow, I believe, will be a brand new episode of APPW, Dynamite, in which St. Yes. Chris and Matthew J.H., they took out the former tag team champions. Now they're going to get a shot at the current tag team champions, Gavidi Adidas. Mm. So Zanka and Robert Rude, you better watch your back because your we back. got some back fat coming your way. <laughs> Coming your way. <laughs> Take it what you going to do, brother? No. <laughs> oh, wait. Hogan was erased. No, it's okay. <laughs> All right. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Mighty 20. Shout out. Thank you for watching. And as always, all hail Linda's Bush. <laughs>